Hello and welcome to a Gibbons Media Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Buchanan, and today I had the wonderful opportunity to talk one-on-one with our head of school, Mr. Jeff Bell. This is Mr. Bell's first year at Gibbons, and I don't think he could have picked a much harder year to jump into a new school and try to lead it. However, he's done a really amazing job, and the school is thrilled to have him. I wanted to take a few minutes here at the end of his first semester as head of school to talk about Cardinal Gibbons High School and his experience here so far, as well as where he wants to go in the future. We had a really good conversation about his initial impressions of the school and how he's grown into and adapted to both Cardinal Gibbons as well as North Carolina in general. Like I said, Mr. Bell is the head of school at Cardinal Gibbons, and without any further ado, here's that conversation. So, hi, I'm Connor Buchanan here with Gibbons' new head of school, Mr. Jeff Bell. Uh, We're here to talk today a little bit about his uh, first semester here as the head of school at Cardinal Gibbons uh, and his experience of moving to Raleigh, North Carolina in this uh, trying time of a global pandemic. So, I want to start, Mr. Bell, with what has been your initial impression about Cardinal Gibbons High School? From the very beginning, what I, I fell in love with with Gibbons was the extraordinarily welcoming nature of every single person that I met here. The feel and the vibe when you walk in the building um, and the clear and present relationships that are that are extant all over all over the place. And that doesn't necessarily jump up the page when you're researching the website or you know talking to folks about it, but that experience itself um, really is quite captivating and has really endured even throughout COVID. Um, I think that's one of the reasons that, although it's not been an easy year, I think we've managed fairly well, largely because of both pre-existing relationships as well as the ones that we built um, in spite of, of COVID through masks and through Zoom. Wow. Um, you, have, you came from Chicago uh, quite a ways away. So what's it been like moving across the country and starting a new job at a totally different state, uh, especially in the middle of a global pandemic that's caused everything to be so much different and so much more difficult? Sure. So the moving part wasn't as bad as you'd think. We've, we've done this before. So we previously moved from Chicago to Sewanee, Tennessee, which was a major culture shock, and that was in 2010. So that part, while it's an ad- adaptation and there's differences between the upper Midwest and the South, um, we, my family and I had sort of been used to that. You know, I think for us, the weird advantage of the pandemic has been, I could come early. So I got here in May. So I had two months to kind of figure out Raleigh, figure out Gibbons a little bit from the inside, <coughs> excuse me, um, and not have to run the school yet. Um, obviously it's a challenge to, to sort of get enveloped within a school culture when the culture is all over the place because of COVID. Of course. But I feel like a little bit, Thanksgiving, (coughs) I don't have COVID. Um, We've turned the corner and uh, we have this time now where the school feels a little more vibrant and a little more alive um, because people are used to the situation. Doesn't make it mean it's easy and it's not preferable, but because of vaccines and everything else, it feels like I can at least envision a light at the end of this tunnel. Yeah. Uh, 
how you you've said you've done this before how has COVID-19 made doing it again different and either easier harder or just different you know it's just different um you know starting any new place is 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 both exhilarating and challenging simultaneously um if i'm honest the hardest part has been the masks because normally at this point i know hundreds of kids and i've had build relationships with them um, in the way that I normally do. And I have to some degree, but it's just a lot harder because all the kids are wearing uniforms, which is new for me. And um, everyone's, I can only see people's eyes. So that's just a bummer because the way in which I like to lead and the way I like, I like to interact with, with kids, especially, um, it's tricky. The other part that's new is that this is the first time ever I haven't taught and I'm used to teaching a class. Um, so it's, mm -hmm. Um, I miss that um, way more than I thought I would. Uh, what has uh, surprised you the most about Cardinal Gibbons? Things that you really just didn't expect? So for a school that's 111 years old, Gibbons feels young. Um, it feels like it's closer to 20. And that's largely due to, I think, moving from one campus to the next. So while, of course, we have this rich history, um, a lot of what we're doing uh, because of the location and the rapid growth of the last 15 years, it feels newer than, than it really is. Um, and that's, that's been, it's been an interesting surprise. It hasn't been good or bad. It's just been, um, it makes it a little easier for me because I'm used to more of a startup world. Um, and I think the other thing is that the press was, was true. I didn't really, I mean, I've been in schools long enough to hear the stories and how great it is. and how welcoming it is and how people are kind and yada yada. That's really pretty true here in ways that um, for a skeptic like me have been a that's been a pleasant surprise. So had you heard of Colonel Gibbons before you started thinking about moving down here and taking this job or? I hadn't, no. Had? Mm -mm. Um, so how is Gibbons then uh, different um, both from like how uh, where you went to high school and also where you've taught and worked before. How is it just different? Gibbons is more like my high school than any school I've worked at. Um, mm -hmm. I went to an all-boys Catholic school, so there's a big difference, but it was a thousand. And so a lot of what happens here um, feels, although like familiar in a, in a weird way from a long time ago, so it's like, oh, I kind of remember stuff like this. So that's, that's one thing. Um, but I've never worked in the same school twice, so I started at this sort of elite college prep boarding school that was, even though it was in Chicago, outside of Chicago, it was sort of in the East Coast boarding school tradition, and I started this crunchy, progressive boarding school in Tennessee, and then I founded this Montessori High School, um, which was different from the other two. So um, I think size is one difference. Those schools were between, you know, two and 400. Um, so having a school of 1550 is a quite an immense size of, it's bigger than Davidson, for example, um, and other small towns um, throughout North Carolina and other places. That's, that's a kind of a neat, neat and fun challenge to, to dissect and figure out. Um, and then being Catholic too. Um, I, hadn't wor I worked in Episcopal school um, for, in Tennessee, but otherwise had not worked at a faith-based school. Um, and obviously for me, my Catholic faith is, is really important and uh, of, of my identity, but also just how I see the world. So um, I really wanted the mission and sort of, of, of the school to map onto my own personal beliefs.
Would, would you say that uh, Gibbons has infused the Catholic faith into everything it does as much about the same or maybe a little bit less than you kind of originally expected and compared to uh, your Catholic high school where you went? Probably a little less than my high school, only because it was a Jesuit school. And that's a, that brings a whole different flavor um, of what you're trying to do. It's very present here, but I think one of the things that I'm excited to, to um, help with is figuring out more ways to, to bring those worlds together. To be fair to Gibbons, it's been COVID, so I, I don't have a, a true flavor, but that's just what my perception is based on what I've experienced to this point. Yeah. Um, so uh, you're the brand new uh, head of school at a position that we haven't had, at least in anyone's recent memory. Um, what are some goals that you have? Uh, I'll start with just what, what are your goals for the next semester? Uh, you've made it through one semester. What's your goal for the second? So I think it's, it's now that we've, I wouldn't say we've mastered COVID, but at least we've we know what to expect for the most part with COVID protocols, procedures, et cetera, that hopefully will take up less of my time um, than it has done to this point. Um, so I'm able to, to get a, a much better read of the culture of the school. Again, I feel like I have a pretty good read of it, but with a school that this complex, um, I feel like every three weeks, I'm, I kind of get a whole new understanding of the school. Um, and that's, that's like, I kind of love that to be truthful. So to have about 10 to 15 more epiphanies about Gibbons by May would be important. Um, and then I think, you know, for me, really being super intentional, I think I've begun relationships with hundreds of people at this point. That's by deepening them um, with purpose. And then we'll kind of move on from there. Very cool. Uh, with that same line, uh, next semester, what is your goal for next year? Um, maybe assuming that we can go back to something closer to a normal. Mm -hmm. uh, so what are your goals for the 21-2022 school year? Sure, so I think it's to our point about um, Catholic education. Um, Cardinal Gibbons is um, a flagship Catholic high school in the Diocese of Raleigh. Um, I really wanted to explore more deeply the ways in which we can sort of craft our culture in such a way that it's resonant with our Catholic identity, um, as well as really attend to our academic program, um, which is already great, but um, Ms. Barker and I have been in lots of conversations about ways in which we can enhance it um, and embrace the profile of that program. I think some of our COVID learnings will really help us in that regard, because I'm, I'm, all of our educators are thinking about education differently because they've had to, and that they're not gonna go back to what was. Um, and so really thinking about what does it mean for Cardinal Gibbons to be a participatory in and on the cutting front edge of what Catholic education can be in the 2020s and, and onward and beyond. Good. I was gonna ask what your goal was for 10 years, but it sounds like you're already working on that. Yes. Um, so, uh, I want to ask a little bit about advisory. This mm -hmm. is such a new thing. Gibbons has never had this before. Um, I believe when they first introduced it, they mentioned that you had some experience with it. But what is it? What, like, how has advisory um, for you? You have an advisory. So, what has it been like being an advisor and seeing how this the school has reacted to a completely new idea that we've never even heard of before? 
So I've never not had an advisory in a school I've worked in. So um, I was in the opposite end of that spectrum. For us, having putting the advisory program together was a way to, to shrink Gibbons down to small to smaller increments, um, and have our students sort of create a bond over a four-year period, even if they're not friends outside of advisory or they, their paths don't cross otherwise. And it was not negotiable for me to have an advisory, um, and I wanted a ninth-grade advisory because I'm a freshman in many ways as well. So. Truthfully, my even though I've, obviously everyone's in the green and gold situation, this feels very familiar in terms of um, the way in which I'm conducting my advisory, which is, you know, we're having we're having a good time. We're we've got our kind of advisory jokes and our traditions that we've we've crafted and created, um, knowing that these are relationships that we're going to be building over the next four years. Um, and I know that it's. You know, it's a it's a big rollout of a, a program that is going to take a couple of years to really refine. Um, but we thought we just wanted to get it started, knowing that there's, you know, it takes some time to to really um, with a program like this to to build those relationships and to train educators and how to how to make them work. Um, so it's rolled out the way that I thought it would, which is um, lots of positives, lots of negatives, and we're working to find those balances. Very cool. I think I will move into an extended closing segment. Uh, what is your, uh, for, I'll start with your favorite thing about North Carolina, about this new place you've moved to? Uh, it's two things. The weather is phenomenal. And having four hours from the ocean, from the mountains, two hours from the ocean is still a concept that is foreign to me. Um, so uh, I'm excited once COVID is complete to really do a deep exploration of North Carolina. There's all these areas that I've never even heard of that I want to explore a little bit too. Um, but I think those it's it's the topography slash geography and the weather. Very cool. Uh, may I suggest Boone is the uh, Yes. I, well, I know Asheville very well, so I drove right through Boone. So I want to yeah. check out Boone, definitely. And then uh, what has been your least favorite thing about North Carolina? I mean, other than COVID, um, well, yeah, of course. My big critique of Raleigh is that the Asian food scene is, I think, lax and a little substandard. I cannot find like I'm. I love Asian food, and there's a few places, but I'm used to having like 50, and so I'm missing deeply having a, like a, a Thai restaurant that's really good around the corner for me. Yeah, small price to pay, but it's it's small it price hurt. to pay for quartering the size of your city. Yes. Yeah, how different is it in a city of roughly 500,000 versus one of a metro area of like 2 million? So, um, honestly, Raleigh in some ways reminds me of St. Louis, which is my hometown, because it's a, it's now that Raleigh's grown up so much, it's roughly the same size. Um, and it, where Chicago is a grid and the streets are, are pretty predictable, North Carolina or Raleigh and St. Louis have winding and circuitous routes and inexplicably the names of the roads change. Um, in St. Louis, that was fine because I knew it. Here, why Creedmoor turns in Edwards Mill, I'm not sure I'll ever know, but um, that's a common trope. And so um, it's it feels familiar and unfamiliar simultaneously. Since you mentioned Creedmoor Edwards Mill, uh, which intersection is your line as to where it changes? Because that is a hotly debated topic is where does it become Edwards Mill? Doesn't it become Edwards Mill at Wade? Pretty much, I thought it did. There's, it's interesting because, uh, per my uh, noticing, 
there's a Edwards Mill sign, and then another Creedmoor sign, and then another Edwards Mill <laughs> sign. And so it's very ambiguous. Sounds like North Carolina. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess a somewhat older city, less planned. Um, now, uh, shrinking that down, uh, what has been your, I'll start with Lee Service so we can end on a high note, uh, your least favorite thing about uh, Gibbons, your new particular place of being? Um, least favorite thing about Gibbons? Um, I, I guess, I, I don't, that's a, that's a, can you be more specific? Um, just something that, uh, you, you, maybe something you miss about previous schools where you worked or taught, mm. or, uh, something that you, uh, just kind of feel could be better, that it isn't quite where you'd like it to be. I'm really keen to have, um, more student voice at the school. That's what I'm really used to. Um, and I, I'm not saying it's even bad here, um, but... There's the avenues that we can create. I think that'll that'll make that more robust on the line. Very cool. And closing out, what has been your favorite thing, the coolest thing, part that just you walk in every day and just love about this school? That's more than one thing. So, um, actually, my I, mean, I don't want to give my advisory any comments, but I really do like my advisory. They're they're I look forward to them every single day. I've only been to two athletic contests at Gibbons in my life, but they've been like the last couple of weeks. I just watched the, the women's volleyball match last night. So watching our students doing what they love to do, which has been so hard to watch um, because it's impossible, is phenomenal. Um, but I think um, really seeing how this community unfurls itself um, over the course of time and how everyone has adapted to this really challenging reality i don't know any different because i've never been here before um, but i know it's a huge shift for you all um, and so seeing that knowing now that i've got a taste of what gibbons has been knowing that wherever we end up will be different because of COVID or whatever um, but the fact that the kids continue to be really upbeat and optimistic even in the, in the midst of super challenging times on multiple fronts um, that's probably my favorite thing awesome well are, are there any closing uh, remarks you want to give to anyone listening and any messages you want the students and people of Gibbons to hear? just want to thank them all for being so welcoming and, and helpful in um, my first few months here and wishing everybody a safe and happy Christmas holiday um, and looking forward to seeing everyone come back in January healthy and safe. Well, thank you very much Mr. Bell. Uh, if you ever want to find him look for the tall important guy in the hallway um, and this has been a conversation with head of school Jeff Bell. Thank you very much. Thanks, Connor. So that was Colonel Gibbons' head of school, Mr. Jeff Bell. I think we had an awesome conversation. Uh, talked about a lot of good stuff. Learned a lot about Mr. Bell. Um, so please, if you see Mr. Bell in the hallway, please say hi. Introduce yourself. Uh, this has been a Gibbons Media podcast with myself, Connor Buchanan. And I hope to catch you again soon. Thank you for listening.